Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Is it's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on it's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. We talked a little bit of Joe Mixon, the restructure pay cut. He's going to be on the roster in 2023. Good news for the Cincinnati Bengals, freeing up a couple million dollars for him. Next, get to Ring of Honor. Uh, no real surprise for me personally. Boomer and Chad were uh, named into the 2023 Ring of Honor class. I personally feel like it's a, a pretty good class for the Cincinnati Bengals over the last three years when um, it is something that I wish they would have started a long time ago. But credit to Elizabeth Blackburn. She was a really big part of it happening. And the year they started it, they go to the Super Bowl, which is absolutely wild. Uh, but me personally, I, I think it's it's two good people. You get um, kind of the a little bit of the older crowd and then the younger generation with Chad Johnson and Boomer. I know there are older players uh, that were nominees for the Ring of Honor, but I, I think it was a, a really good mix for two guys who um, represent the Cincinnati Bengals in, in a great light. But what did you think of it? This was, I remember when we did our predictions and votes. This was my vote and prediction. Uh, I just think Chad was kind of a shoe. Like, what were the odds Chad was getting, but like 80%, yeah. 80% sure he's getting in there. Um, Boomer, and maybe it's just my personal history with the Bengals. I, I'm not old enough to have watched Boomer, really. But my mom is why she became a Bengals fan was that she was working at the Cincinnati McDonald's and he drove through and she thought he was very cool. <laughs> so she became a fan. Uh, and then like everything you see is like Boomer, he left and he didn't have the career we're hoping for in Cincinnati uh, compared to what it looked like it could be. But he was, he was kind of like Joe Burrow level the first few years there. Won an MVP, was the coolest dude. <laughs> Part of like the cool quarterback club thing that they had going on. And then he left for the Jets. And uh, <laughs> as far as, I'm, I'm not uh, a historian on this, but, it, you know, we're hoping Joe Burrow doesn't leave for the Jets. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but no, no. Similar, similar start, though, in, in my mind. Like MVP candidate, one of the coolest quarterbacks and players in the league. Etc. Awesome. Took a team to a Super Bowl, and it didn't keep going up from there. But yeah, I, I thought you win an MVP, one of the only two MVPs that this team has ever won. You probably deserve to be in the Ring of Honor. And uh, now I think is where it gets very interesting because my first thought after seeing the name on the Ring of Honor, if they're not going to add anybody, is like, okay. I have no idea who I would vote for. <laughs> like I did the last three years. I have a like, gad yeah, vote for Boomer and Chad here, for Willie and 
Actually, I was I would have voted for Willie and Chad, but I appreciate that Isaac Curtis got in. Yeah. And the first two were obvious: Paul Brown, Anthony Munoz, Ken Anderson. First three, but yeah. Uh, so, did you have any thoughts on that, or do you want to look ahead at next year's possibility? Yeah, I, I, we'll get to next year in just a moment. But yeah, for Chad Johnson, I will be completely honest with you. He made it cool rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely. Everybody I'm, had a Chad Johnson jersey. He was on the cover of NFL Street 3. Uh, just one of the icons of the league. You can continue, though. I remember uh, it would be the local news because the Bengals media would always be on Wednesdays. It's it's pretty normal around the NFL. And that's when the TV cameras are in there that they're doing interviews and everybody would go to Chad's locker or even after the game. And he would have his list in 2005 of all the corners that he was shutting down. And he was so confident. I loved everything about it. It was always a good Chad Johnson soundbite. And uh, for me personally, one game that really stands out. In 2004, the Bengals were finally back on prime time. It was absolutely huge. Monday Night Football was in town. I want to say it was on ABC at the time, or I just can't remember the network, but Michelle DeBoya was on the sidelines. And it was a huge game because it's Monday Night Football. You have the Denver Broncos in town. And Chad Johnson burnt Champ Bailey on a 50-yard touchdown. They won the game, and uh, it was just one of the coolest moments. And then, obviously, all of his different celebrations everybody knows about. But one of my favorite things about Chad Johnson – Obviously, when he was here, it was great. I wish they could have had some postseason success, but it was after because he's such an advocate of the Cincinnati Bengals now. I mean, he'll go to games. He'll sit in the stands. He'll be on the sidelines. Zach Taylor welcomes him back, and he still talks about them, and he seems like their number one fan when he's talking Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, um, you know, all the wonderful things he said about the team today, and I think that's so cool to see a player like that who still has that social media presence, and he's bigger than ever. He's doing all kinds of really fun things when it comes to networks, and uh, it's just cool that you played for your favorite team, and then for Boomer, um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of China, different, not not so social media like, but even on um, CBS today when he does the NFL breakdown shows, he's always taking the Bengals. He's always talking Joe Burrow. In 2019, when Joe Burrow came to um, the set for one of the NFL preview games on a Sunday, and he's like, "All right, Joe, you know, pick up this Bengals helmet," and and he knew his future was going to get he was going to be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. And I've just I've always really enjoyed uh, watching and, and hearing Boomer talk about the Bengals. And look, he's not going to be positive all the time, but taking them in the AFC championship game and the divisional round and, um, you know, going against everybody else who's on the set. And it's just really cool to see. And obviously, I don't remember Boomer playing. Um, it's just all the pictures now. And he does look like one of those cool quarterbacks. Uh, seeing some of those come out today with his sunglasses on. And um, it would have been it would have been cool to watch Boomer at the same time. But uh but yeah, I think I think the fans got it right. I know people feel a certain way about how the voting is, but me personally, leave it up to the fans. Um, there's all kinds of different age groups who are going to be voting. I know my dad personally, who's had season tickets my whole entire life, he's a big Tim Crumry guy. Uh, so he's hoping maybe Tim is in next year. Does he voted Tim like every every year, <laughs> every time. When we went to the Super Bowl, Tim was there because the former Bengals were on the town and everything like that. And he saw Tim and he's like, I'm your biggest fan. Can I get a picture with you? (laughs) And I'm sure people are like, who's this guy? He's turned into a little kid when he sees Yeah, he's huge on Tim Crumry. That's his guy. So he's kind of hoping Tim gets in eventually. But it's just, it's really cool to, everybody has a different opinion 
Um, but I, I honestly felt like with Boomer and Chad, when I was looking, sometimes I look at the reaction to a Bengals tweet. Sometimes I don't because I don't know what it's going to be. But a lot of people are like, no, this is these are two good players to get in. And I think we can all agree. And I like kind of what they did when they wanted to do. You get Willian, you get another older player last year and they, they try to do that. But um, it will be something, you know, we'll go into what we think could happen in 2024. I feel like they're going to do it again every year. I know some teams do it like bi-yearly and it's it's not every year. But they're, the they're just they're so backlogged. They need to keep. Yeah, they have to. They have to. But then you, you bring up a good point. Who do you add? Do you add players or do you just go with your list you have right now until all of them are in? Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting part for me is you, you have Willie, you have Chad. The other 2005 Bengals is who? Ah, man. So I think like who? Who would you throw? Is is Rudy Johnson a Ring of Honor guy? But it would feel weird if Rudy Johnson made it before Corey Dillon to me. Yeah, um, no, no, that can't happen. I mean, not yeah. that Rudy can't be on the list, but you, you yeah, Corey, Corey might go in next year. He could, yeah. Especially, uh, I feel like he's kind of drumming up the publicity. People are like, yeah, yeah, Corey Dillon was really good, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you move into the next era, in my mind, was, well, I mean, like there was kind of like that 2009 year, which was kind of like half that era, half what's going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have like Leon Hall and John Joseph isn't making the Bengals ring of honor after what he did. No, no, no. Not, that <laughs> not right away. Like... <laughs> not right away, at least. <laughs> It'll be a while for him. But I don't know. Uh Whitworth is too recent, I think, even though I think he was he was in that 2009 team. It's just he's played forever. If he retired five years ago, I wonder if he would have a, he would be eligible for it. But there's, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of guys. It feels like there is a period kind of gap there, though, because I just can't think of too many guys who are shoe and ring of honor guys or or even just ring of honor candidates from around 2004 five-ish to 2009 that aren't either in there or on the list already. Yeah, it's a really good point. And for some reason, Kushmanzada would be a good one too. He would be a good one. Um, I feel like, and I feel like this is an easy decision, but of course it's, I feel like it's the five-year thing. They're going to wait five years after retirement and and then we'll find out because I'm like, oh, I can't wait for AJ Green to make the list. Gino Atkins. Gino still hasn't retired. I know, right? Still hasn't technically retired, even though he hasn't played. Well, it's crazy because um, the Cincinnati Bengals, I know fans when when it was kind of over with Gino in Cincinnati, but they wanted the Bengals to kind of like say goodbye and thank Gino. They don't do that until the player retires. They never do, or they, you know, go to another. He hasn't retired, so. Just... so he doesn't get a goodbye video. So, I wonder if they'll just do it in a couple of years, just like, ah, he, he never did, but he's 40. Yeah. <laughs> think he's coming back but uh we'll see uh but yeah i think you bring up a really good point because you i want to say you want to get that nice mix of the older guys and then you know still the younger teams and i would say like the mid to late 2000s uh and, and goodness where you could even say the the 2015s and 2016s but i don't really think there's a whole I'm lot of there's they're not um there's i mean i guess andy I, I, I this is sensitive andy dalton gonna make their make it one day uh Palmer would be up before him, I think. And I don't know if Palmer makes it, though, just because I think there's a lot of fans that still feel a certain way about him. I think he'd be um, on the list for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, I think of Dunlap from that 15 squad. He also has that issue of, like, how he left and whatnot. Um, 
like Zeitler's still playing, and I don't know if he is a Ring of Honor guy. He was good, but he left after his first contract. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like I loved Reggie Nelson, but I, I don't know if Reggie Nelson is a Ring of Honor guy. I don't <laughs> he think was so. awesome, though. He was awesome. I loved him. Uh, well, but I think you almost moved you almost move into like coaches, right? In my mind, I'm like, well, what about like Forrest Gregg and uh Sam Weish and those guys? Uh, have they even been up for it? They have a Sam Weish would be an easy one. Yeah. Especially because he, he even has the thing at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the most famous quotes, along with taking the team to a Super Bowl. I feel like that would be one that you just kind of go like, yeah, yeah, Sam Weish should probably if you're gonna expand the list, I would add him. And I mean, he might be first ballot. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would be a pretty easy one. You know, I, it kind of just felt like when they first did it, I, I know they obviously put Anthony Munoz and, and Paul Brown in, which of course you want to do that to start it out. And then you have two more that were nominated that year. But I just feel like they should have put a handful of guys in. But at the same time, you do have a hard time picking other players because not every roster had ring of honor worthy players um, or a lot of people that you can point to and say, yep, that was one of them. I mean, they definitely went through a slump. And then you go from the, the 2011 years to 2014. Who are you picking from those rosters? And then there are a lot of guys who said, you know what, if they would have stayed healthy, that's definitely a ring of honor guy, a lot of talent, but they were injured. I have one, and I don't think he ever had an accolade. But I, in my mind, yes, Domata Pecco. 100%. 100%, right? Ring of honor guy. <laughs> 100%. His vibes, his energy. Exactly. He was another guy that was at the Super Bowl. Like he was all about the Cincinnati Bengals and it was so cool to see. And I just, he just, oh man, I wish he could have just stayed with the Cincinnati Bengals for life. Uh, he was, he was actually pretty good. In the Broncos early on that contract eventually kind of faded out, but yeah, he was absolute ring of honor guy. So I'm glad I was, I kept thinking of 2015 Bengals like, you know, you're probably not putting like Andre Smith in or <laughs> Eifert would be. I just feel like there's so much lost potential with Eifert. It's like the idea of Eifert, ring of honor. What he actually did on the field, 50 eh, 50. I feel like, uh, is he better than like Bob Trumpy for the tight end position? I have no idea. Um, but anyway, I, I, I mean, you're only going to expand a few names. We came up with plenty. We came up with plenty of names. And then you're just kind of waiting for the green Atkins. <laughs> Yep. combo Whitworth to be able to be eligible. So uh, did not hit a mailbag for the first time in a Friday uh, in a while, but you know, there was a lot of stuff to talk about and I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed both talks, but man, I love the ring of honor talk. And this year I think is going to be very interesting. Well, this coming year, next year. I agree 100% with that. And what's so cool about it, it's going to be a Monday night football game. You're going to have Boomer in town. You're going to have Chad there. I'm sure they're going to be the ruler of the jungle and all of that stuff. But uh, it's just going to be really cool to see the the stadium light up when when Chad gets it because he's done a lot for the Cincinnati Bengals. And like I said before, you know, it's unfortunate he didn't get those playoff wins in Cincinnati because, you know, he did have talented rosters. And he said it today on the call that, you know, if Carson doesn't go down, he really does feel like they go to the Super Bowl and they win. And a lot of people are like, well, what about that Colts team? But, uh, but maybe it was just the vibes and, and how I felt about 2005 and what I compared it to in 2021. It just kind of gave me that similarity. The offensive lines were a little different, uh, but uh, it just felt like that was going to be the year for them. And just so unfortunate, but it's going to be really cool to see Chad get his. And um, like, I don't know what that means for the hall of fame or anything like that. I think there are just far too many wide receivers in front of him and it's only going to grow, um, but it should be fun. 
longevity issue for Chad in the Hall of Fame. I think he was a Hall of Fame talent, but he didn't have the longevity for it, sadly, or the volume stats. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've looked at in a golden age of wide receivers to have two first-team All-Pros, a second-team All-Pro, and six Pro Bowls, super impressive. I think it's a better resume than some of the guys that have been semifinalists when you look at Heinz Ward, not to just make that a Bengals versus Steelers thing, but I think uh, you could definitely make the argument, well, you know, Chad's got more All-Pros. Uh, he was better when they played. It's just Ward had longevity. I don't know. But, yeah, probably not Hall of Fame guy. We're, we're working on Willie first. I think that's <laughs> – if we can get Willie in, then we'll we'll look to some of the other ones. But, yeah, that, I look, I think the stadium's going to explode for Chad. I'm, I think it's going to explode for Boomer. I, I can feel – I, I feel like the older generation is going to show out for that game. You know, I, I just yeah. feel like they're going to go like, oh, yeah, Boomer's going to be there. Yeah, 100%. It'll be a good vibe. Uh, that's going to be week three, Monday Night Football versus the Rams. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. And then more training camp stuff next week, but we still have a few more things to talk about for the Cincinnati Bengals next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.